a Lifetime Original Podcast. Why is it every time I have someone I love on this? <laughs> every time I have someone, I love someone, I bring them on and they embarrass me with their internet. I love a Lifetime movie. Let's get a sweaty butt bitch on the team. Yeah, swamp ass. We call her Swamp Ass Ashley. I used to wish my name was um, Bailey or Haley. Oh my God, if your name was Bailey Gailey, you would be one of the best real estate agents in Southern Indiana. And if they flunk that, you better have gorgeous tits, you know? <laughs> I can think of a lot of reasons to kill Bailey West. Walter said he loved her, but he wouldn't have sex with her. So she got bored and she started treating him like she treats everyone else. Like dirt. Welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, joined by my amazing co-host. I sing her praises. I'm so happy to see her every week. Oh boy, Naomi Ekparrigan. Hey Megan Gailey, that was so sweet. And my first thought was she's being sarcastic. Do you see how my brain is? Not at how I can't all, take kindness. Oh, maybe because I went <laughs> no sarcasm at all. How are you? How is this berry lip that's matching this berry dress you have on? Well, thank you for noticing. I did really do this to offset the fact that I did not do my hair, and I said, "Okay, yeah. we got to do a little something." Because Megan has me pinned in the Zoom, so my face is the biggest thing. And I said, "How can I improve this experience for her?" That's what I said. Well, and I was saying, yeah, not to like you didn't do your hair. I also did not do my hair. And now I, I just put a headband on thinking <laughs> that was going to make it better. And it made it worse. Um, so, you know, we're both just <sighs> gals with hair we haven't quite figured out. I do have a disclaimer. Um, my entire face and lips are numb right now. Um, I was... <laughs> I was trying to squeeze in a cosmetic procedure before we started recording, and then they said it's going to take too long. And so now I just have a numb face, but no cosmetic procedure happened. That is amazing. I am. I'm always so baffled by the cosmetic procedure. I think it's because I don't trust stuff. And like the people who do those cosmetic procedures, it's like, you're not really a doctor. Oh no. So it makes me very nervous to like that idea of doing it. So that's why it's less like, girl, why are you doing that to your face? Like, it's like whatever you want. It's more like, girl, please don't let this person be a psychopath who fills your face with cement. Oh my God. We, I, we come up with all these great ideas. Like what it, what if it's like, um, med spa murder. Oh my God, Megan, Megan, write that down. That's perfect. <laughs> I got med write spa it down. murder. Thank God. Okay, I am. All consider I have is a this... lipstick. I'm gonna write it in red lipstick. <laughs> right? Med spa murder. And make this okay. We are using this as a legally binding document. This is officially yes. registered to Megan and I. Okay, really, Megan first. But I'm hopping on, and mm-hmm. no one else can make this movie. I swear to God, if I see something called med spa murders or even close. Like Medi murders, I'm, mm. I'm coming for you. Okay, this is a legally mm. binding recording. Okay, so for the record, that's what I'm okay. gonna say. Yeah, because you really you just sit in a chair and someone that you're right is not an MD just injects things yeah. into your body. Any old thing. And that's why you know when the vaccine came out, I said pump it wherever you need to. Okay, because <laughs> I'm putting botulism exactly. in my face. I know. Into my face. Well, that's so, the thing. Yeah. So many people who don't want the vax 
is are like, I don't know what's in it. I'm like, do you know what's in anything? Exactly. Have you ever eaten a fast food burger? Don't tell me you think it's just beef, okay? Because if you mm-hmm. do, baby, I got to break your little heart right now. Oh. Like uh, anything. Yeah. Or like exactly what you're saying. It's like the stuff we put in our bodies willingly all the time. I'm like, it's all chemicals and I'm no microbiologist or molecular chemist. So fact I is, eat, I don't know what's yeah. in anything. Exactly. I <laughs> ate Funyuns the night before my wedding. So <laughs> I am not, I'm not going to start now questioning. Things. Exactly. You know, the ship has sailed and that's fine. That's I fun. love the ship I'm on. I love it. <laughs> Naomi's on the ship. It's a fun ship. Um, it's a ship that hopefully will not die. And so that's a good ship. It's a ship of fools, is I think oh. what they would call it, a ship of fools. But Megan, you know what? In honor of the movie we are watching today, um, I wanted to share some information that was brought to my attention by a listener. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. So mm-hmm. I get an email from a listener of the pod telling me about so apparently new york fashion week they have like a fashion color trend report yes which i had no yes. idea it's like basically the, the devil wears prada remember like when she's yes. like it's cornflower or whatever and cerulean she, and she, cerulean yes yes yes, yeah. yes yeah and so there apparently is a color pa- uh, there's a color in the palette for 2021 into 2022 this cut co- this color is you guys and you have to look it up fuchsia fedora what and it is bright pink it is vivid fuchsia fedora is a flirtatious bold pink with allure ah isn't that so So exciting but fedora is in the title too yes it is called fuchsia fedora oh my god i mean vogue fashion fashion they're listening to us that's all I can. I know. I was like, did Lifetime do this? Is Lifetime involved? Are they making yeah, moves on a higher level? Be. Is that part they of a marketing be. campaign? Fuchsia Fedora. No, I have another question. How does a listener have your email address? Okay, by email, I guess I really meant to say DM on Instagram. Okay, 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 good. Because yes. I was like, well, I'm not getting any emails, and now I'm sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'll blast our emails out to the universe. <laughs> I'll give. No. I'll give people my social security number just if they want to give me one compliment. <laughs> Well, I just think it's good to talk about Fuchsia Fedora, again, a cutting-edge color that has been decided, okay, by the fashion higher-ups, when the fact is we have been on top of Fuchsia Fedoras for months now. We were ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. Lifetime mm-hmm. made Deadly Mile High Club years ago. I mean, they were ahead of the curve. But it's even more important to talk about it now because the movie we're talking about today stars Fuchsia Fedora queen herself, Anna Marie Dobbins. I mean, she is. This is our third Dobbins joint. I know it is Anna Marie Dobbins for me. Like the way the royal movies, the Harry and Meghan movies were a trilogy. I believe there's mm-hmm. the Anna Marie Dobbins trilogy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how she does this. We know we're in good hands when we see her. Too, yes, you know. Yes. So the film we are talking about today is called The Pom Pom Murders. You're welcome. Classic. Classic. You're welcome. Amazing title. It's about a young woman, Dobbins, who is thrilled to join a pro basketball dance team, but must fight for her life as she uncovers a dark web of team lies. Well, well, well. It's everything you hoped for. As soon as I heard the title, I said, yes, please. Okay? Mm -hmm. Watching it 12 times. If you have not seen it yet, you can watch it on Lifetime Movie Club. This is where all the good thrillers are, you guys. Okay? Yeah. Because Lifetime, they like to be sweet, you know, and give you a rom-com, give you a royal. I say, no. Give me a man who is a killer. And that's where you can find it. Lifetime Movie Club. Okay? And 
there have been fans calling for this, and we just needed to find yeah. the the right movie for today's guest. And when it came to be that it was basketball yes. and Los Angeles, we have an expert at our disposal, and that is my husband, CJ Toledano. This is huge. This is mm-hmm. huge. Okay. CJ, first of all, you guys, you're gonna witness me try to make CJ my friend. It's been it's a oh. hard road. He's a cool customer. But also Megan has utilized her love and made poor sweet CJ watch a full lifetime movie. And I cannot wait to hear his thoughts. So Oof. this is going to be a good one. And we about to get into it. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You guys, we start off, we are seeing cheerleaders dancing their hearts out. They're on a stage. It's all like flashing lights, crowds cheering. You don't really know where they are. You just know they are dancing and you know they are loved. And then you cut to cheerleader Audrey, a.k.a. Fedora Queen Anna Marie Dobbins, running through her house terrified. We gotta go, we gotta go. And she grabs her mom and is like, we gotta go. And then her mom gets like shot down. Okay. Oh my gosh. She launches off the screen. Yeah. It's And then Anne-Marie Dobbins, she's in the backyard. She's running. It's important to note, she is in her cheerleading outfit. Yes. And she is holding her pom-poms while fleeing a murderer. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I didn't title. catch it. I didn't catch it. I didn't even catch I... that she was holding her pom-poms, Megan. And that's oh the eagle gosh. eye I love about you, okay? <laughs> and you ha- you guys, just keep in mind, okay? We've got mom shot down, cheerleader running through with pom-poms. We are not even at minute two, okay? No. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're pulling out the stops on pom-pom murders. But mm-hmm. after that terrifying moment where the cheerleader, she gets shot in the back. That's okay. Okay. That's what we're thinking. She falls, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh well, my God. There goes our protagonist. There, I was like, no way did they bring in Dobbins to end her so quickly. But then we get some cheeky voiceover that yes. lets you know this movie's going to be fun. Listen. Yeah. You've seen this before, right? Insignificant minor character gets murdered in the opening scene. And you're probably thinking, why do they always do that? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. They do this to make you want to watch the movie. Let me tell you something else. Newsflash, I am not some minor character. This is my story. Okay, this movie ain't like other movies. It's a wink and a nod, you know? Yeah, I I feel like we have, you know, we obviously had had the Candy Burris um, voiceover. And this is in the similar vein. It's a little meta, Uh you know? Like, she's like... This is what they do. And I and I like that. I especially love that from Lifetime. Yes. Um, because whenever I tell people that I host a podcast for Lifetime, they're like, Lifetime gets it. You know, they're yeah. like under, they're in on it. They're having fun. Yes. And this voiceover is very in line with that, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So then we are four months earlier. 
a, a random time frame that we love to see. <laughs> Not 90 days, 120 days before. And Audrey is running through a college campus that is in the valley. Um, and she is looking for the Renegade dance team tryouts. And the Renegade is not the college team. This is a professional basketball team. The NBA is name dropped. Which at one I point. didn't realize because she was on a campus. So I was like, oh, it's college ball. But then I realized later, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This guy is the real deal. Or he's yeah. meant to be. Yeah. I think they just um, filmed it on a college campus. I you see. know, like, mm -hmm. I think Staples Center is probably expensive. Right, um, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, they were like, we can get this um, Valley Community College instead. So just, you know, a location. Yeah. A location scout situation. So she's very late. Um, she meets Tracy. Tracy is at the back of the line, too. And they definitely hit it off. I'm Audrey, by the way. Tracy. First time? No, unfortunately. It's my second year trying out. Swear to God, if I don't make the team this year, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> I'll say it since Megan probably doesn't want to. Tracy is a strong black woman, okay? She's giving us like 90s. She's giving us braids, a little hint of mm -hmm. brandy, that kind of yeah. energy, a real 90s vibe, like with the um, ripped tights, but then with like a jean short over it, you know, like a frayed jean short. It had a little... Yeah, that was just what she was evoking to me. And, and a hot topic vibe. Uh-huh. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they immediately become friends, and I go, okay, okay, we got a black friend. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, in a lifetime joint. Okay, Anna Marie's got a black friend. This could be fun. But then a bitchy blonde girl named Bailey West, which is, like, mm. such a perfect bitchy yeah. girl name. Bailey West. I used to wish my name was um, Bailey or Haley. Bailey Gailey? Yes. I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. I was like, I feel like my parents missed an opportunity. Oh my God. If your name was Bailey Gailey, <laughs> you would not be a comedian. You would be one of the best real estate agents in Southern Thank Indiana. Thank you. Oh my God. Just back to back with my mom. Yes. So Bailey cuts in front of everybody. Just walks <laughs> past the line with sunglasses on. And she's like, <clears throat> who do I think I am? Yes. I'm Bailey West. I'm already on the team. And I would like to say, this is how I behave when I go to comedy clubs. Like, I'm like, ah! this line of losers just walk around them and I have to be like, ah, I'm on the show. So Bailey, I do, I do see some of myself in Bailey Gailey West. But then the coach is like, uh-huh, you were on the team. It is past 10, so you are going to have to try out just like everybody else and get in line. Back of the line. Bailey. And what I oh. like is that when this before this happens too, um, Tracy goes off on Bailey. It's like, get in line. Who do you think you are? So that was very mm -hmm. fun that Tracy mm -hmm. really, for someone who was very nervous and was like, if I don't get this, I'll kill myself, she was very quick to put a bitch in her place. And I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. So we then get the montage of gals auditioning. And so this uh. is dancing, right? This is dancing and not really cheering. Five, six, seven, eight, Sinead, turn, Sinead, turn, cha, say yes, and get five, six, seven, eight. No, this was like center stage dancing. Uh -huh. um, they're like, Nashate, da, da, you know, yelling. Yeah. I don't even know what the words are, <laughs> but like people were, to, and so I'm like, hmm, um, that's interesting. But what was extremely accurate was the coach's hair color. Every <laughs> dance coach, cheerleading coach I've ever seen has that, like, 
fire burgundy hair color. So I said, okay, kudos on that. Kudos on that. <laughs> that is so funny. But Audrey and Tracy do advance to the next round. So, of mm-hmm. course, we're following our girls. We expect no less. And then after the second round, when they start to do, you know, more routines, I guess it increases in difficulty. They then have on-camera interviews. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Uh Why would anyone make this happen? I mean, you know the world of professional sports and, like, you know, the Dick City dancers and all those people. They don't make those women have to do interviews. I honestly think they might, Naomi. Because here's the thing, and it does come up later in the film. They're very... Uh, big on you are a representation mm. of this organization. So I think they need to know that you can string like two sentences together. Are we doing debate club? No. Right. But I, I think they're like, tell us where you're from and why you want to be a dancer. And if right. they flunk that, you better have gorgeous tits. You know? I see, I see. I thought that was an unnecessary stressor to put yeah. on these dancing gals. Well, when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like Naomi and I would nail this part. Well, that part Part, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to learn a routine. Maybe if I practice really hard, I'll be able to twerk in like a week. But <laughs> we would be able to sell it right. and be funny and cute. So I thought I, I liked that part because it made me think we could be on the team. That's The whole movie I kept thinking, can Naomi and I make this team? <laughs> I could not because I would start sweating <laughs> profusely in the first 90 <laughs> seconds and they would be like, you are grotesque. <laughs> because that's what I did notice. Because for all that dancing everyone was doing, I didn't see a drop of sweat on anybody. I know. And I said, I know. not me, honey. Not me. Yeah. There used to be a commercial a few years ago that was like, when guys sweat, gross. When women sweat. And then it showed like a really hot woman that had like clearly been spritzed. It's right, not like right. the natural. And they were like, hot. And it's like, what? The first place that starts sweating on me is above my lip. <laughs> like that is disgusting. And then then sweat starts dripping from my tits. You yeah. know, like it's yeah, yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. it's not hot. No. There are women that sweat hot. Yeah. Um, we're just saying that we are not. No, them. yeah, we're not those women. And I think representation matters. And so maybe yeah. we should be in this motion picture showing yes. you unsexy sweating that shows we're really putting our all of our energy into it. Let's get a sweaty butt bitch on the team. <laughs> Her her little purple shorts are like indigo. They're like darker than everybody's because she's like, yeah, my cheeks sweat. Yeah, swamp ass. We call her swamp ass Ashley. That's me. But anyway, while while Audrey's waiting for her interview, she sees this hot NBA basketball player, Walter James, walk through the gym and like everyone starts buzzing. Tracy goes over and is like, can I get a picture with you? Like, Tracy has a baby voice, and I have a lot of problems with that throughout the film. I don't like baby voices. But she's also very into the fame and the attention. She's like to be a renegade girl. Like, she wants all of it. You're getting me! (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Hi. Hi. Can I get a picture with you? Sure. Here, let me. She's thirsty. Exactly. And then Walter, who is fine as hell... Yeah, okay. Walter's hot. His name, okay, first of all, okay, I did do a deep dive on Walter, okay? The <gasps> actor, because I was like, he is so fine. Where is he from? And I wondered if he was an actual athlete. His name is John Schaefer. He is half black. Can we talk about that? Which, you got, wow. you guys, you have to watch the movie to know why this is noteworthy, because this man is passing. He's giving you imitation of yeah. life, caucasity. This is, this is vanishing half. Exactly. <laughs> because he's he is, and he's like, but then, and then on his Instagram and this is like what is so funny. He does these like s- ridiculous videos where he like 
is characters. He plays like a girl character in a ratty wig and like a tied up t-shirt. Like an SNL character reel? But like if you were 15, like the characters oh are God. so like, and it really ruined it. And I was like, I have to pretend I didn't see this because it really makes him unhot. But it's wow, but also but it's like kind hot. of endearing that he is like really goofy because he's literally like he posts about like being sober, working out, and then very silly videos of him <laughs> dressed oh up as characters. God. So it's wild. So John Schaefer, I just want to know I want everyone to know that I did do the research, okay? I looked into this Thank man because he was that attractive. I needed to know more. I'm gonna say that. Right. And and sometimes it's fun to like go down that rabbit hole to be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stay with my person. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> Okay, yeah, thank you. On second thought, I'm going to go back to Andy. Uh Bye. Uh But then we see um, Walter is basically coming in there to talk to Bailey, who gives him a big old attitude. She makes a whole big scene. Can we talk for a second in private? No, I'm a little busy. Hello, and besides, we're done talking. Come on. Don't touch me. Don't do that. Get away from me. He's like, okay, okay, Bailey. And we, we already know Bailey loves her attention the way she just cut in line in big sunglasses, like Megan Gailey at the improv. Thank you. It it was just like, okay, is this a real fight or are you just doing this to be extra? Mm -hmm. But anyway, we can't even focus on that because then Audrey has her on camera interview and she does tell us she is from Van Nuys. And I, for some reason wrote down representation matters. (laughs) I don't know why I did that. I was like, I was like very nice of you to name check Van Nuys. A very, very, gross plain place interesting that they picked van nice maybe because the mom she lives with her and they need it yeah to make it close close. yeah okay hi i'm audrey anderson i am from the valley well um van nice california hey (laughs) uh i just love dancing and i swear i've always wanted to be a renegades girl well i guess i shouldn't swear even though I really didn't. Um, uh, okay, that's what we call like a soft bomb. You know, like it's like, eh, she kind of brings it together at the end, but it's not, they're definitely like, that's a clunker. Right, right. And I was just like, oh God, is this really gonna, re-? because it was so awkward, which yeah. I was very surprised by, because you know what you know what I immediately thought of? I thought of Anna Maria Deadly Misconduct, where she's a lady lawyer. And I said, this lady lawyer we all know, okay, a woman who can just get in there and just address the courtroom is suddenly this flustered little little gal. And I was like, okay, this is acting. She's a chameleon. She's a chameleon. So she is sitting outside, kind of moping, um, waiting for a ride share. And Bailey and Walter are, like, continuing their fight. And then... Bailey just yells, you can't tell me who to date because she's dating another player on the team. And I say, Bailey, I bow down to you. (laughs) Uh, So far, I haven't seen one thing I don't like from Bailey. So then Walter um, drives up. He's in a Mercedes, two-door. Okay. And he he pulls up to Audrey and he's like, here, get in. I'll give you a ride. She hesitates, but then it's like, "Mm, he is hot and rich. So she does get in. Well, it's not just because she's like, my phone is dead and the driver's not here. And so, but I will tell you this though. I will say, this is when I was like, okay, she about to get pom-pom murdered. But I know that's not the case because we saw the opening, but I was like, to get into a hot stranger's car at night, even if he is like an athlete, I was very like, for some reason, you know, my like lifetime Spidey sense was like, murder, murder, murder. Well, I think the general public would say even worse if he's an athlete. 
That's very true. You know what I mean? Better accountant. <laughs> but I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's just what. Yeah. Um, that's a stereotype that's out there. So, yeah, she initially says no, but then she gets in. And they're, uh, they're driving around. Audrey is, like, kind of negging him. She probably hated the fact that you guys have girlfriends in every city you play. <laughs> what? We know. Oh, and if you think I'm going to have sex with you just because you're some big-time NBA basketball player, you're going to be very disappointed. I'm like, did you watch that VH1 show? Like, what's <laughs> happened? Like, wh- where did where did women, like, become empowered to net? I was kind of into it a little bit. Yeah, she was real sassy. She was immediately like, I'm not having sex with you. Which, honestly, I kind of get because all those women, he's a, he's a famous basketball star who women are all over. So, of course, she has to say, like, you will not attempt to have sex with me this in the next 15 minutes. I thought, mm-hmm. look, she was like going, she was coming in a little hot, but also again, as someone whose lifetime senses were tingling, I was like, honestly, you need to say it up front because who knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And then Walter's response to that is a doozy. Baha'i is my religion and we're celibate until we get married. Wow. That is embarrassing. It's okay. Okay. Um, oh, Okay, now this is some more representation. Baha'i representation. 100%. I, I, I've i seen a Baha'i temple. They're always beautiful. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I actually don't think I know anyone who is Baha'i. Other than Penn Badgley, um, star of you. I don't know him. Well, we don't know him personally, but he's the only like public <laughs> Baha'i person. He talks about being Baha'i all the time. Well, that is great then. I hope this character was based on him. <laughs> I know. It's just like hot Baha'i men. I was like, okay. So I'm dying to know, like, was this a, a specific from the writer's own life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever wrote this? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay. You know, did they meet a did they meet a hot athlete who was like, oh, no, I'm Baha'i? I think that could be, I just like that as a specific, a way to just like, get out of things. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was a great specific. There are um, professional athletes who remain virgins until they're married. Is that because they want to maintain, they want to hold in their life force? No, it's like Jesus shit. I thought it was about keeping their strength for the game. Okay, so they exchange numbers after like the little Baha'i mix-up. They do end up, they're like, let's start over, and they have fun. They definitely have, as Love Island would say, good banter. Um, And (laughs) wait, who would say? Love Island. I like like a good cha, I like a good banter. (laughs) Was that your British accent? (laughs) But it's like not British. They're from like, I don't even know where they're from. Oh my gosh. Okay. But... It's like cute. I feel like she finds out he's Baha'i and is like, ooh, he's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It like it like gets her on board with him. But he drops her off at home. And also, you know, I find this very relatable as someone who lives in Los Angeles and does not drive. I was like, <laughs> yes, I would let a random stranger take me home and <laughs> just hope for the best. So that's the representation. That's the representation that's the that representation. matters too. I mean, we've got Van Nuys, we've got Baha'i, we've got people in LA that don't drive. This movie, it's it's reaching across the aisle. Truly, truly bringing us together. So Audrey gets home and she's talking to her mom, who I believe is a nurse. She is. Right? Like she's like a nurse. She's been on her feet all day. She's working. The mom does look familiar to me. I feel like she could be a lifetime staple mom, but I didn't mm-hmm. do I didn't do the deep dive because she wasn't as hot as Walter to me. Oh wow. So I didn't know. But um Audrey basically tells her mom how she's had she'd have to quit her job if she makes the renegade dance team and that she only gets paid a hundred dollars a game and she'd be yeah. making like four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Which I 
Megan, I was so proud of myself because I was like, that is really true. I read like a whole long article about, you know, how these dancers and cheerleaders for these major teams make pennies. You know, they these men are getting pay. millions. They make yeah. pennies and they are expected to pay for, you know, the perfect hair, the perfect skin, the perfect nails, all the stuff they need they to do get to perform. Weighed. They get weighed. Oh, my God. I don't know if they all weigh them, but I've definitely watched the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader show, and they get weighed for sure. I'm oh. always curious because the Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, so do they just not have Thanksgiving ever? Probably not. Probably not. They have, like, a slice of cold-cut turkey, lean turkey meat, and call it a damn day. Furious. Furious. I know. So I, I loved that the movie brought this up. Yeah. Like it, it, the mom is really a feminist and it's like, that's not good and that's not fair. It, you, you should have gone to law school. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You can't yeah. make four grand a year. Um, and, and Audrey gives the, the line that these professional organizations give with it's exposure. It's an honor. It leads to you meeting people and having other opportunities. Is that but exactly? I was like, opportunities to do what? If you meet somebody, you know, you're at events for the team. What are you meeting besides like a possible basketball player to marry? Is that what they mean? I'm like, who are you meeting or being like? Well, I pivoted from dancing to running a nonprofit. Like, I don't know how that no. happens in those circles because people yeah. are viewing you as like the dancer girl. They're not engaging with you that way. No, and I think they actually like frown upon. Uh, um, the XFL encouraged it. What's the XFL? Oh, the XFL was like, if you think the NFL's for pussies, this <laughs> is the XFL. Like, it was like, we want people to die. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we want cheerleaders to have sex with the players. Oh, my like, God. Everything is so oh aggro and out of 10. And you're like, wow. wow like, people wow. had, um, the XFL has now failed twice. But the first time, there was a guy whose last name was He Hate Me. What? Um, because he, he just made that up. He, he made up the last name. He, what was his first name? No clue. But a lot of them like had like weird, funny, sort of like wrestling-like um, okay. nicknames. Yeah, wow. the XFL. Do not watch the 30 for 30 on it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they had this conversation. And then, okay, so then we cut to Bailey's house. Bailey is at her house. She is like, hi, little doggy. She has a really cute it's dog. A very cute and dog. And then... Yes. She lets someone in that she's very much expecting, and it's someone she knows, and she's, like, right on time. Right on time. So have you got it? Okay. Let's just take care of this super quick. And then we see her being choked from behind with a scarf. And Oof. I will say it was I will say it made me very upset because you see her dog watching it happen. And no. then the dog starts to whimper when she collapses. And I said, that's too dark even for Lifetime. I said, a whimpering dog over its owner's body is too dark even for LT. And I was very upset. Like, it took me a moment. I was like, Jesus, this is dark. What I will say, though, is that dog was an amazing actor or actress. It, like, was reacting. You're it was, right. like, giving yeah. sad face. Yeah, I'm like, you're right. what? This dog can Get this dog in SAG. If anything, run this for SAG president. I would vote for that dog. I would vote for that dog. <laughs> You're right. That puppy had range. That puppy yeah. had range. Okay, so the next morning... Now, keep in mind, the gals still don't know if they've made the team. They're like, yeah. we're going to call you later in the week. So Tracy calls Audrey. She's very upset. She did not make the team. 
Well, they call me. I didn't make it. Oh, Tracy, I'm sorry. Everybody is gonna laugh at me. And then as they're on the phone, Audrey gets a call and Tracy's like, you should take it, it's gonna be them. And so she goes over, she like switches over and the coach is like, I'm calling to talk to you about your audition. Round four, uh, public speaking, you didn't do so well. But when it comes to dancing, we can really tell you love it and it really shows in your work. We'd like to offer you a spot on the team. What? Wait, really? Yes, really. But Audrey, you have to be 100% committed. Do you understand? And she's like, ah! And then she clicks, she clicks back over to Tracy and is like, I made the team, I'm a renegade girl. Congratulations, Audrey. Really, really, I'm happy for you. Thank you, oh my God, I cannot believe it. it it's such a dream and it's incredible and amazing and, oh, Tracy, I'm so sorry, I feel awful. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that is so hysterically accurate. Like somebody yes. who is so tone deaf, so in their own moment. Like part of me is like, first of all, don't keep Tracy on the other line. Actually, what you should have done is goes, I got another call. I'll call you back. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Or Tracy should have been like, I'm going to go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, no, we're not going to do it. But then Tracy, I said, Tracy, you decided to stay on the phone. And this is what happened. You should have stayed. And then it's just like, okay, I'm going to talk to you later. And it's like, I feel so sad for, I feel so sad for Tracy. And then I was also like, Audrey, why are you so dumb? Like, I was so mad that she just did that. But um, have you ever had a moment like that? Where like- Of, co of yeah. course. I've been Tracy. Um, and then I've been, I haven't behaved like Audrey, but yeah. I think I've been Audrey. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, how many, I auditioned for New Faces probably- four times mm -hmm. and and got it once um <laughs> so it's like yeah in comedy and in the business that we're in this has happened to you too i'm yeah, guessing of course oh my god of yeah. course i remember i mean much more minor level i remember in college i had tried out for a a play me and my boyfriend at the time we both tried out it was lin-manuel miranda's senior thesis so wow and we like and we were, um, you just like walk to the theater building, you know, to see the callback yeah. list, which was like Ugh. a trudge. And it was, I remember it was snowing. So it was like, he and I, we oh got up God. early in the morning, winter in Connecticut. We're trudging across campus to see this list. And I made callbacks and he didn't. And Lynn was also there posting it at the time. Like we were so early and thirsty, you know? And so I see that I'm like, ah, you know, and I'm like, kind of like, ah, you know, and, and then Lynn, he's like, he's like to, to this guy, Elliot. And he's like, he's like, he's like, sorry, man. They're just like, he's like, you're, he's like, you had a really great audition. You know, something just like nice, but you know, uh, yeah. kind of, yeah, whatever. That's what I, yeah. That, and that's I was, the stuff I hate. I, I'd rather no one see me or give me any compliments or be like, you were the last one. It's like, nope, I didn't want to hear or see no one. Exactly. exactly. But I just remember that so distinctly because we were, you know, we hadn't been dating that long. You know, we met like the first week of school. So it's like, and it's very like, I'm excited, but I can't be too excited. I have the good sense to not pull an Audrey and start screaming for my life. Yeah. But then ultimately, I guess he was like, I didn't, I didn't even end up making the cast. So it was just a, a, a moment in time. But I remember that was like my first time dealing with something like that with somebody. It's like they want, like the posting of the list, they want everyone. They like want that they want drama. The drama. the drama people want the drama. Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. a shock. <laughs> and I say that as a one of them. <laughs> 
So after she finds this out and makes Tracy feel bad, Walter pops over to her house. Remember, he does know where she lives because he has dropped her off. And when she tells him she made it, he's like, let's go out and celebrate. And they have the cutest little tender afternoon. They have like a picnic by the lake. They take a paddle boat. They're in love immediately, even by lifetime standards. This is happening real quick. Kids are taking photos with Walter. People are coming up for autographs. Like, you know, that's a little sexy. And then we cut to the first Saturday practice. And who is at practice on Saturday? Tracy. Ah! She got a call an hour earlier saying that she made the team. (laughs) That's amazing. What made them change their mind? Girl, I don't know, but you think I'm going to ask? No. And you don't ask either. Okay. And she asked zero questions. She was like, yep, I will be there. Absolutely. Okay, so the girls go in. It's practice one, and they are getting their professional headshots taken by the photographer. And they're doing, we've got hands over the head pose. We've got blowing kisses pose. We've got shaking our titties pose. We're doing (laughs) our renegade girl poses. (laughs) And so Tracy and Audrey, they're like so happy to be on the team together. They're chatting. Tracy accidentally knocks over Audrey's like energy drink and they're laughing. But a janitor is standing nearby and he is pissed. Expect me to wipe that up? Hmm? I think you're so pretty you can walk around, make a big mess. Then guys like me are supposed to clean up after you. Oh, yeah. he's like, I just waxed the floor. <laughs> you're not going to be able to clean this. It's not funny and it's <laughs> aggressive, but. Kind of right. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like he's not wrong. But also I'm like, I don't know how you still have a job here. Because if you can't handle girls dropping sodas, I don't know if janitorial services are right for you. That's yeah. literally the bulk of the work in a gym for dancers. Like, And I was like, okay, he should not be as mad as he is. He should not be as mad as he is. But he's obviously there from the beginning. I'm like, okay, he's our red herring. He's our MacGuffin. Because yeah. he's got serial killer eyes. He's staring at the gals. And you're like, okay, something's going on. But then... This woman comes in, she's giving you black blunt bob, okay? Yeah. Hints of Cruella DeVille energy, pantsuit. Yeah. Uh, but like know. a chic one, like St. John's. You know, okay. like rich lady. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's very intense. And she basically comes over and sort of co- placates the janitor. Water is the worst thing for basketball courts. It's all right, Lou. I'll take care of it. I'm sorry, Mrs. McConnell. And Audrey has no idea who the woman is. And it turns out she is the executive director of the team. Mm-hmm. And I said, Audrey, I really think you should have known. I think you should have known the woman was the executive director. What I did not like is they're like, she's married to the owner. And in my mind, I'm like, then she's the owner too. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the owner of the team. Right. Um, But that's just my own semantics right. issue with <laughs> the patriarchy, I guess. Okay, so then her husband, the quote-unquote owner, mm-hmm. Michael McConnell. And I was like, isn't that like a jazz singer? Okay, so he comes well, in. Well, he had that energy. He definitely had jazz singer oh, energy. Big, he looked very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. He was hot, too. Um, so he comes in. Tracy gives him a very, very sexual headshot <laughs> and asks for his signature. I'm Mr. McConnell. Hi. Can I have your autograph? Sure. Which it's like, this would be like... Do you know who Steve Ballmer is? No. Yeah, it'd be like asking him for an autograph. Like, it's very <laughs> strange yes. um, to ask a team owner. Like, maybe the only famous, famous team owner is Mark Cuban, but it's because he's on a TV show. Right, Like, he's right, a right, shark. Right, 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 right. He's famous because he's on Shark Tank. 
Um, it just was funny to me that they're all like, wow, the owner. Even as someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of sports, I knew it was crazy. I was like, I was like, why is she all over the owner? <laughs> and she gives him this headshot again. She's almost giving you Tony Braxton first album energy <laughs> with this headshot. She is saying, unbreak these pants off Honey, of me. She was into it. And she's just like, can I have your autograph? Also, like, you have his autograph on your picture. It's basically her being like, look at me. Let's smash. I want to get into it. Yeah. Exactly. And, but basically the McConnells have come in there to sit all the girls down and tell them about Bailey's murder. And <laughs> Tracy's response is, Bailey would have loved all this attention. That is true. I do think that's true. I mean, is it attention if everyone's all like, wow, it sucks that you died? I mean, that's the bare minimum. It's not like we're having a candlelight vigil for her. Well, I think she's just like, ugh, Bailey would love to read the Facebook posts about her. <laughs> um, you know, like, who was the boy that, like, faked his own death and then got to hear himself eulogize? That would be great. Tom yeah. Sawyer? Huck Finn? One of them. <laughs> um, and so I'm just like, this is day one, yeah. and a teammate is murdered. Yeah. So day one, I, she's I, murdered, and that is also why Tracy has a spot. Yeah. Are you quitting the team? At this point? I mean, I wouldn't be quitting at this point, but I definitely would have my head in a swivel. I would trust no one. Yeah. Okay. So Audrey is at Walter's house, and they're talking about it. They're shocked. It's upsetting. And then the police show up, and this happens. Where were you last night between the hours of 9 p.m. and midnight? I was at the beach. Doing what? He likes to go jogging on the sand. Helps out his calf muscles. Please allow Mr. James to answer the questions, if you don't mind. We have witnesses that saw you arguing with Miss West the night that she was killed. We believe that you were the last person to be seen with her. Additionally, we believe that the murder weapon belonged to you. Oh, I just really <laughs> like when his thick-necked bodyguard is like, he runs on the beach to help out his calf muscles. <laughs> I mean, and like the thick-necked, I think that's just like a friend. I don't, I like, you know, like <laughs> athletes definitely have bodyguards, yeah. but they're usually just, because like when I saw that guy, I was like, oh, he looks like a football player, but he wouldn't be here helping Walter. So it, maybe they met in college. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted more of him. I oh, wanted you wanted more of him. him. You would like to dive deep on that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So they, they have Walter's DNA found on her and she was strangled with his jersey. I mean, this is so too that's much. tough. That's really, yeah, really. You can't fight that. You can't fight that. So Walter is arrested. So the next thing we see, everybody is gossiping about Walter, saying all the like the bad things that right. when you're accused of a murder, come out. And Audrey and Tracy start to get into it about like whether Walter did it or not because Audrey's shocked. She's like, that is not the guy I know that seems crazy. And then Audrey calls out Tracy. I mean, someone else could have done it. For instance, you kind of benefited from this whole thing. What does that mean? Well, you don't make the team, Bailey dies, spot opens up and suddenly you're on the team. That's a really messed up thing to say, Audrey. What the hell is wrong with you? Okay. Well, I believe this is crazy. How is Audrey just gonna come? You don't know Tracy. You don't know anybody. And you just out here telling, accusing people of murder in public? Yeah. It's not good. It's not a great look. I understand the point she's trying to make. Yeah. She's like, you said you would 
kill her, but they're not arresting you. You know, like yeah, people yeah, say yeah, things, yeah. context that, but it's like at this point, his DNA was there. Right. You know, right, Tracy's right, right. DNA is not there. Right. Um, and we watch enough murder shows to be like, DNA is pretty important. Yeah. Um, so the coach pulls her into her office and absolutely like, rage goes off on yeah. her in a way that made me be like, the coach is the murderer. What the hell's the matter with you? Coach, I'm sorry. Have you lost your mind? You think that Tracy killed Bailey in order to get her spot on the team? It's, I did, yeah, she was real mad. She was really going off. I'm calling her young Reba, or she had a young Reba look yeah, to her with that yeah. hair color. Coach, she like very much like, be quiet, leave this alone, don't come in here. But I didn't blame the coach because, again, this is a new girl to the team. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't know the dynamics of the situation and you just want to come up in here and start accusing people of murder? Shut your ass up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All you need to be doing is spinning and working on your public speaking, okay? We do not need a Sherlock and a Holmes. Exactly. So Audrey's showering, everyone leaves. We got to say this again. Do not shower alone in a public shower. Absolutely. Okay? You gotta wait till you get home. The turned off. The things, it's not good. You should no. not be in a shower by yourself. It's very scary. We always see it. It's not good. Horror films, horror films. And then the janitor comes in and he starts to watch Audrey get dressed. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, and then as Audrey's leaving, she passes the janitor's area. Like sort of, I, was, I, I say area because it's like not quite office because it doesn't have its own kind of privacy. But he has a calendar of Bailey. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. did he make that? Was that for sale? Like renegade merch? Yeah. We don't know. Okay. But there's yeah. a calendar of Bailey in the janitor's area. And then Audrey heads to Walter's house where he is now wearing an ankle monitor. And then she accuses him of killing Bailey. I mean, Walter, you said you loved Bailey, but you never had sex with her. And then she goes and has sex with a teammate. I mean, to really upset you. Not enough to kill her. Are you done with all this? Because maybe you should leave. Okay, Audrey out here just going up to people being like, did you murder? Mm. Did you murder? And then she's like, well, I believed you, but I had to ask. And it's like, no, you did not. But yeah, it is crazy. And then back at home with her mom, Audrey's mom sums it up perfectly. So wait, there's Lou the creepy janitor, Cassie, the crazy coach, and Tracy, the hot-blooded cheerleader. This is beginning to sound like an episode of Dateline. <laughs> yes, this is beginning to sound like an episode of Dateline. Thank you. Yeah. And she's like, Audrey, not every single person can be a suspect. <laughs> you know, like, do you think I did it? Like, it, 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 she's pointing out, like, what? There's a janitor, an ex-boyfriend. Okay. I know. So, um, hmm. Then we go back to another rehearsal. Yes. Okay, so yes, yes, we're at the next rehearsal. We're back with Nora McConnell. She's in a beautiful jewel tone again. And she is watching the girls rehearse. And she's having, um, like, twitches. Yep. She's talking to herself. And it's angry. Um, it looks like she's having an episode. It looks like right. she's having some sort of meltdown hallucination. Right, Hallucination? Did I say it right? Um, and so you're like, oh, okay, something. It almost seems like she's talking to like a person in her head, right, trying right, to right. like silence them. And so it's weird. It's definitely weird. And also because like she's standing in the corner, like you know, she's walked into the gym and she's standing in the corner by herself. Audrey clocks this, of course. But I'm also like, how is no one else clocking this? Nora, the owner, the team owner, is standing in the corner talking to herself and like twitching and flinching, and no one seems to be the wiser. All right. 
Right. <laughs> it's weird that she's at the rehearsal. Exactly. Like, clock that. And That's then what I'm saying. be looking at her and clock that. There's like multiple layers of I weirdness know. here. I know. I know. And so Audrey decides to go up to Nora and kind of be like, hey, girl, you good? And then also starts to ask more questions. And then Coach, Angry Reba, calls Audrey outside. And she is quickly joined by both of the McConnells. Oh, boy. Who all tell her to shut up about this Bailey stuff. Stop asking questions. Stop poking around or you will be cut from the team. I think he's being framed. That's enough. Do you understand? I need you to go out there and be a good little cheerleader. And if you have any more problems, I will cut you. Yes, ma'am. Understood. Good job. Woo! Okay, now I'm getting a sense of a sinister cabal, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you're getting these people in power all kind of gathering around her. She's in the hallway like, it's just little tiny Audrey and Coach and the McConnells, and they're like staring at her, looking so mean. And I'm like, okay, wow, they are a crime syndicate. It had a real mafia energy. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is. I mean, now it truly is a Dateline episode. We've got 14 suspects. We've got 14 suspects. Mm -hmm. And I just I couldn't take it, Megan. I feel like this is a time we need to take a quick break because it feels like everybody is about to kill Audrey. They all now have a reason, <laughs> and I am very stressed out for her. 
the hell are you talking about? You have been screwing Venmo's left and right. Okay, this fight is real. And we see that Bailey was recording the entire fight on her phone. Mm-hmm. And then they call her on it. Like, were you recording us? And she's literally holding her phone up like she's taking... <laughs> A video of them. Like she doesn't move it. She doesn't put it down. She's just like, no, I wish you could see me. I'm holding it up like I'm taking a picture of a family I don't know on vacation. That is how Bailey is holding her phone. And I don't know. I, I so he cheats on her. He has sex with girls on the team. Um, she definitely throws in that little Filipina. So we gotta ask CJ about that. But it's like yeah, the man cheats. Right, He's a billionaire right. who owns a team. That's not that salacious. That's right. not that worrisome for someone to have a tape of. So is it just that, like, it makes them look bad? Yes, I think it makes them look bad. Because, you know, and then also it's because, you know, basically Nora gets in the house and she's freaking out and she's telling Michael, she's like, if that video is found, we will be implicated in Bailey's murder. For sure. So that's the problem. It's not just the tape that shows that he's, like, a cheater and a predator, it is, that shows that we were the last people to get angry at the murdered girl. You know what I mean? But, like, I just don't even think it's that, the video isn't bad enough to kill someone over. That's just my opinion. I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, why would you, why would she die because of just, like, yeah, he's cheating. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it could have gotten him, like, he probably would have had to step down oh, as owner of the yeah, team. I, I and he'd lose all, the, Naomi, all of that. Naomi, you are you're giving the sports world a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, owner of the year. Bravo. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they would. Oh my god. Anyway, as Nora comes in freaking out talking about how they'll be implicated in murder, who's upstairs <laughs> in their bedroom hearing all this cuz she was about in to there. bone Michael <laughs> and she's in her uniform. In, well, I'm sure that was a request of his. Do you know what I mean? He's that kind of oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He's that kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so all of that is to say Tracy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so she hears these two crazy white people, and she's like, I got to get the out of here. And exactly. so she's sort of like scrambling around. She tries to go out of a window, and then she knocks over a bowl of marbles, <laughs> um, which is a hilarious prop. And then that is so Nora petty. finds her, and Tracy tries to wiggle out of it with this. Nora, he said the two of you were in an open relationship. She heard. No, I didn't. And even if I did, I swear I would not say anything. I promise. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what they always say. I know. We're in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tracy tries to run out of the house. She's, like, yeah. trying to get away from them. And Nora chases after her. And then Nora, like, gets a hold of her. And Michael's like, let her go. Let her go. Let her, mm -hmm. like... Well, look, first of all, you're not, you got to set this. Where are they? They are standing on a landing at the top of stairs. This is a Lifetime movie, Megan. Yeah. What happens on landings at the oh, top people, of stairs? People uh, fall down them and die. Exactly. Even though I didn't know that's what happened when people fell down stairs. Uh, but Nora does, quote unquote, let go of her. And she does that on purpose. So Tracy falls down right. the stairs and dies. Yep. And, she, and then Tracy's phone rings. As, as, again, her body is, like, you know, splayed out on the floor. Her phone is ringing. It's Audrey. And we hear Audrey leaving her a message that's like, I'm sorry that I accuse you of being a murderer, basically. <laughs> and it's like, 
Too late, Audrey. Well, and it's also the McConnells now are like, oh, shit. That, that nosy Nancy Drew is friends with this girl? Exactly. exactly. Okay, so the next morning we see janitor man um and he's driving to the gym he opens up a like locked part of the facility yeah like a gate yes a gate and he sees tracy's body laying on the ground yep so cut to another team meeting okay and mike another murder team meeting yep and michael is telling all the renegades that that tracy snuck into the facility and jumped off the roof of the parking garage and killed herself. I know this is a shock. We have a grief counselor here if anybody needs to talk. And as always, my door and Nora's are open to you. And this is Megan when I would quit the team. This okay, is yeah. it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the first yeah. one, but the second one in less than a week? Oh yeah, I'm leaving. And then, so as this meeting is ending, Audrey gets a phone call from a detective that she's been trying to get in contact with. And she answered the phone and is like, oh yeah, hello detective. <laughs> Loud enough for literally everyone on the Pacific coast to hear. And it's like, Audrey, you are bad at investigating crimes. Uh, she's really not subtle. But, uh, but then of course, Michael and Nora overhear this. Right? So they're like, oh, Lord, she's taking it up a notch. Well, we told her if she didn't leave it alone, she would be cut. Yeah. So it's, like, very stressful. And then so then you cut to Michael and the janitor. They're in the janitor's, like, office area, and they're talking about Bailey. And then Michael comes out with this. I've got a problem with one of the girls. What kind of problem? Big problem. It's the kind of problem that you used to take care of. So Michael is basically asking Lou to kill Audrey. Yeah. That's what I was assuming. He basically guilt trips Lou. Lou is the janitor, by the way. He guilt trips him and is like, I helped you get clean. I helped you do all this stuff, you know. Lou was a hitman. <laughs> Lou was a hitman in New Jersey and was, needed to get escape the mob, it sounds like. And Michael was like, you can come and wax my floors. Exactly. Um, love that twist. I love know. that. Uh, so, because he's like, I need you to do what you did back in Jersey. Yeah. So, Nora, Mrs. McConnell, calls Audrey later that day and asks Audrey if she'll come in so they can decorate for a memorial for Tracy. So, Audrey goes to the gym. It's pitch black. No one's there. Right. And then it's like, turn around and leave. You know, exactly. like, what? Two nope. people you know have been murdered in nope. three days? You gotta go. Audrey has a death wish, so she just yeah. keeps walking around this giant trap and decides to go to the roof. Okay, that's Audrey's vibe. She's she's every... If, if we were in a movie theater and I was a stereotype, I would be yelling, girl, get out of there! What you I doing know. going in there? Like, she's that. She's giving you classic horror movie main character yeah. vibes. You would be well within your rights to be yelling that too. Um, so she leaves the roof and then she goes down into the depths of the building right. and is in the janitor's little office area and she finds in his locker all of these photos of Bailey. Mm -hmm. um, she takes one. You know, she wants a keepsake. Oh, and Lord. then it turns out Lou is standing right behind her. You killed Bailey. Tracy too? No, it's not right. And then he wraps a rope around her neck and starts strangling her. I could never have done that to Bailey. I loved her. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like you get right. the vibe that it's like, well, Lou has really been put up to this and doesn't want it. Right. And then right before Audrey is about to lose consciousness, he lets go of the rope. But then we see him get whacked in the head with a wrench and then the wrench falls to the ground and we see Nora McConnell. She's wow. standing there, Lou, dead. Okay? Dead. A wrench to the head? That's dead? Yeah, if you get the right spot. Wow, that's tough. You know? So then when the police show up and they're like wheeling out Lou's body, they blame everything on him. Turns out that he had an extensive criminal record. There were no witnesses when he found Tracy Larson's body. We found more than a dozen photos of Bailey West in some bizarre shrine. You know, he's clearly obsessed with her. And then Nora is now, you know, the hero who saved Audrey from the clutches of a madman. And then later that night, Nora and Michael are talking, and it seems like Michael feels guilty about framing Lou. Yeah, he's a nice man, and now he's dead because of you. But then he's, like, telling Nora, he's like, I was saving you from a murder charge because you're the one who killed Tracy. I wasn't the one sleeping with her, Michael. So you thought you should kill her? Let's talk about Bailey. She's had you in a panic. Did you send the video to anyone? No. And then we get a flashback to Bailey trying to blackmail Nora for a million dollars, basically saying, like, give me a million dollars, I'm going to leak this tape that says your husband is sleeping with everybody, which, as you've pointed out, actually wouldn't be that bad. So she's, like, in that flashback, kind of focused on the past, and then Michael sort of snaps her back to reality by saying this. Listen. You've stopped taking your pills, haven't you? What does that matter? Oh, I should have known this from the beginning. You've been manic. You've been having episodes. You're the one that killed Bailey. Mm-hmm. Which we had started to suspect, obviously. Nora killed Bailey. Yeah. And she's like, yep. And she pretty much admits it is like, if he tries to turn her in, she's going to take him down with her. Yeah. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. So the next morning, Audrey is watching the news. Walter has been cleared. He's out. And right at that moment, he shows up at her house. She runs out. They do the bachelor, bachelorette yes. hug, which is when you jump into the arms and wrap your legs around them. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever done that with a man. <laughs> um, and they are back together, even though she accused him of murdering a girl she exactly. knew. But Audrey tells Walter that she thinks the killer is still out there because it seemed like Lou was going to let her go. Right. Um, and she says that she thinks the McConnells are involved. So that night, Audrey breaks into Nora's office. I and mean, she fa- Audrey, I don't even know how they letting you back in the gym after hours, okay? you Last time you was in here, you almost got murdered by somebody, and that was two nights ago. And it's like, <laughs> what What happened to this detective you were talking to? Like, yeah. can't you tell him about that Lou revelation? <sighs> so she finds Tracy's headshot all scratched up, which is like truly middle school I know, stuff. I know. He, it, it, also, it has devil horns on it and a tail. <laughs> Okay. okay. I mean, um, and then she finds an empty pill bottle in the trash. (laughs) That says what on it? This is the best part. It says delusions. (laughs) Nora McConnell. That's not how prescriptions work. Okay. I know. They don't tell you what the person suffers from all But day. listen, we're at the end of the movie. We got to wrap this up. So it's like delusions. Okay, there you go, Audrey. Nora has delusions. Platter, which it's like, we know. We <laughs> saw her tweaking out in a gym at 2 p.m. Oh, God. 
Okay, so then the coach finds her. Michael and Nora are hiding something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, listen, those two had big time issues. And something's definitely not right, but I'm trying to protect a job here. But then Audrey's like, wait a minute, no, I think this could happen. There's a way we could do this, you know? Audrey knows, okay? This is a yeah, lifetime Audrey's queen. Audrey's got a plan. Audrey's Always. got a plan. And lucky for us, we get to see this plan come uh, to fruition. Yes. Okay, so the next day they're having what is this memorial for Tracy. But it's like a press conference as well. It's a press conference. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like weird. And they're like, Tracy loved dancing and nothing would make her happier and nothing would honor her better than the renegade girls dancing for her. So the lights dim, the girls come in and they are doing a very, you know, a typically like sexy dance in honor of their friend who quote unquote committed suicide. It is so <laughs> wild. It is so, I'm laughing because it's like, don't do that. Um, don't do that. Don't do a sexy dance for your, right. maybe do like a dance to Celine. I'm not even saying you don't have to do a dance, but like a twerking dance yeah. um, for your friend who's been dead two days. It seems, it seems strange, but this is Audrey's plan. And so they're basically having them Audrey is basically having the girls dance and just watching Nora's reactions. And we immediately see Nora start to do the talking to herself and the like little twitches and the she's freaking out and she's like, make it stop, make it stop. And all of right. the reporters are watching this. Audrey's mom is filming and she thinks she's Bailey. So she attacks her mom. And then it's just like all hell breaks loose. You all betrayed me. You all betrayed me. What did they do to you? Uh, tell me, why do you hate them? Because you're all a bunch of whores! All of you, you're all whores! Everyone has seen this now. They're, like, you don't want the media there when you have a breakdown. And so it leads to Michael being arrested, but then Nora is still on the loose, but they do have a cop stationed outside of Audrey's house. Right. So Audrey is at home. She's in her bedroom. She puts on her renegade outfit, of course, <laughs> and she starts doing a dance routine in front of her mirror. I mean, these girls, what? they just, you know, this is how they grieve. They dance. Right, right. So we see Nora come to the house. Yep. She kills the cop outside, and she is in her black leather trench coat she was in when she killed Bailey. So she is there to kill. She's there to murder. She's in her murdering outfit. Yeah. And it's a it's a good murdering outfit. I do have to say that. <laughs> and then we see basically the rest of the scene that we saw in the beginning. You know, where where Audrey's running, where she where mom is shot, Audrey's shot. And then we like pretty much like the camera like kind of pivots and we realize that all of that we saw with those with Audrey and her mom being killed, that was all a vision that Nora had. Yeah. She had just imagined doing all of it and didn't actually do it. And then when the cop in real life stops her and cuffs her to take her away, she doesn't put up a fight at all. Nora McConnell, you're under arrest. Hands above your head. I said hands above your head. No. And then she's like clearly unhinged and she tells Audrey to apologize to Bailey and Tracy for her. Mm -hmm. So it's like she doesn't even realize like, Oh, no, no, you dead? murdered dead. them. Yeah, Audrey can't talk to them. But it was a lot. they've gotten her. 
They've gotten Michael. Then we come to our happy conclusion. It is the first game of the season. Walter is able to play because he's not in jail anymore. Audrey and Walter kiss. He meets her mom and then she dances with the renegade girls just like Bailey and Tracy would want her to. <laughs> that was the part that was so crazy to me. I was like, I'm sorry. You should have quit the renegades. Okay? You should have quit the renegades. Yeah. We already know they they don't even pay you minimum wage. And this is a place where multiple women were murdered. Yeah. By the owners. I think at some point you got to say, I'm sorry, they're no more renegade dancers. The whole thing's tainted. Yeah. And like, who's going to be the team owner now? Really? We need a follow up to this film for sure. So basically what was happening is Nora was so insanely jealous of any renegade girl because that's who her husband was always cheating on her with and mixed with her... Mental illness. It With her created, delusions, colon, Norm yes, McConnell. Yes, Um, It created this... Um, Perfect storm of murdering. Terrible wreckage, yeah. It was terrible. Mm. Oh, my God. This movie was a real doozy, but also gave us some real accurate specifics about the world of sports. And that is why I am so excited that we are now going to talk to the sportiest man I know. Mm. Okay? The man that is your other half. Nay, I say better half? I don't know. Hmm. I would never. You can. You can. Know. No, you can. Okay. I mean, I'm definitely the white one in the relationship, so I think it's fair <laughs> to say he's the better one. But this is going to be so good. We get to sit and talk to the wonderful CJ Toledano. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Oh, I see my hunk. He's big, I, like on my screen. <laughs> Okay, we are now joined by what all of our nieces and nephew call basketball man. <laughs> My husband, CJ Toledano. Hello. Thanks for having me. CJ, this is just magical. Now, mm. I'm jumping in, okay? Because Megan knows you, okay? Mm -hmm. She's not going to pretend to interview you like you're some stranger rando. I interview him every day, too. <laughs> Sometimes too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, very, every day too much. <laughs> now... CJ, this is going to be unrelated to the movie, but just something I'm dying to know. Now, your wife is a very, she's a strong white woman. Oh, yeah. She is overbearing. She is bossy. Yeah. She is, she will not be silenced. And I just want to know, like, do you know, like, were you always into dating real brassy broads? No. Um... <laughs> You know what? And the label that I, I we started, or I, I, I told uh, Megan that she should really embrace is she's a Karen for good. 
you know? Uh-huh. And and I've always known that about her <laughs> since I've known her in 2009 when we met. It was like, well, this is on the surface, very Midwestern, loud, um, white woman. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But always good intentions, always fighting for the right things. Um, always fighting for the right things? <laughs> For the I most, feel like I feel like I've had for some the most misses. part, some misses, but we all have misses. Part of the reason why I, I fell in love with Megan is very, very strong in every way. Wow. Okay, that's beautiful. That is wow. gorgeous. Right. Well, that's the end of the interview. Good. Thanks for having me. I was sort of watching you watch the movie, which was so fun. Um, tell us your initial initial thoughts. Um, well, initial thoughts. Okay, I wrote down some notes, but I'm going to go off the top of my head on some of this stuff because. Wow. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. And I don't know if people know who I or like really what I what I like do for a living. I, I work in professional sports. So my meter for like and, and I work in like, you know, filmmaking and stuff. My meter for <laughs> does this really look like an NBA team? The facility, the jerseys, even down to the actor himself, Walter James, Um we you love know, him. John Schaefer yeah, is his real hot. name. Naomi and I are both hot for him. I did tell Naomi that you had some thoughts. He's yeah, half black, he, CJ. Think about yeah, that. Okay. Well, so I was like express mannequin, Kevin Federline looking <laughs> ass. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know any NBA players who really looked like him. But what do you mean? See, look and like I him? thought he had like a Kevin Love vibe. No, a Kevin Federline vibe. No, a Kevin Love. <laughs> you don't think he's got sort of like a Tyler Hero like thing going on? There are um, white boys in the NBA. Yeah, I, I can see him maybe in the G League or playing overseas. <laughs> okay. Some international okay. ball. Do you know I have a yeah. brother who plays overseas? I did not know that. What? Yes, yes, yes. yes. He's six foot eight inches tall. <laughs> can we talk oh about that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Was there ever any other occupation in his mind uh, outside of playing basketball if he's 6'8"? I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. We're estranged. So it's just funny because I found this out because he was on ESPN2. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And so I had a friend who was, like, watching ESPN2 at the gym. And he was, like, he like texted me where he's, like, Naomi, do you have, like, a cousin who plays ball or whatever? And then he tells me, I'm, like, oh, no, that's my brother. And he was, like, you have a brother? Wow. I was, like, oh, I can't get into it. But he's, like, yeah, he was, like, wow. in Korea. He was in Spain. I think he met. A hot little number overseas, mm, and they got yes. married. So yeah, that really happened for him. Um, okay. But yeah, six eight. What else are you gonna do? Right. I, yeah. I mean, I guess you could be like a nutcracker. What are you saying? You know, like <laughs> at, at Christmas you could dress up like a nutcracker. Like a, yeah, at Christmas. I no. Well, so this is Megan's life. She know for, she's from Indiana, and there's people who are professional nutcrackers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. That is just an option in your world. <laughs> but okay, here's my thing. Okay, so Megan was saying to me before when we were breaking it down. You know, the whole kind of what starts all the murdering is that the girl Bailey has footage that you know proves that the owner, the husband, like he was cheating and with all the yes. dancers. Megan says she doesn't think that that would actually bring down a team. Do you oh, agree? Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, in fact, actually, great point. From all the things that have been happening with sports, specifically ownership, yeah. like, this is tame. Um, That's what I, like, I'm like, Daniel Snyder, like, had, like there was a Washington Post article. Yeah. Like, there's been investigative journalism about way worse things than Michael <laughs> McConnell did, and they still own the team. Yeah, and, and, like, it's actually funny because in this movie, they're like, we have to murder everyone who knows. In real life, everyone's like, yeah, I know, and I'm going to continue to run this team and be rich. It's like yeah. it, at least those people in the light in, in this movie have guilt and are trying right. to rid, rid their lives of it. These people in real life are like, no, I'm just a bad, I'm a bad person. The women who are the dancers, do they do we have any stories? You guys are sports heads. Do we have any like tangible proof that these women go on to have satisfying careers when their dancing days are done? No, I actually know, I know, um, I know multiple former Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders. Okay, um, and, that feels right. And they all, they all came from like the same high school. <laughs> I had a former NBA dancer as a teacher in middle school. Like a dance teacher? Um, no, like English. Oh, okay, just regular <laughs> dance. Like, I just wanted like, because like. She it, taught me to read. <laughs> but I just kind of, I'm like, I'm like, what are they, because I mean, how many years do they get to dance, you guys? Oh, it's a very small window. It it does not leverage them, actually. Right, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't give them anything. Yeah, at the, so when I, when I worked for the Pistons. Um, okay, CJ. I, well, the I shared, you know, like a cubicle. It's, it was like two desks, two employees per cubicle. And I shared a cubicle with. A cheer with one of the Pistons cheerleaders who by day was like in an administrative, um, <laughs> what, uh, like a, a, yeah, like would do, you know, like yeah. inventory and stuff like that. And then at night, she would dance. Was, she would dance. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, the only way to do it. I did not know that. You know I did not that. know you shared an office with a Pistons cheerleader. <laughs> no, I did. Don't be bad. Well, and maybe. now I'm pissed. <laughs> All right. I don't even know her name, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. And I ended up with you. I mean, CJ, did you identify with Tracy who said that if she didn't make the team, she would kill someone? Do you really feel like the stakes were that high? You know, I, I've, I've never pursued a career in cheerleading, but I've felt that way about my own career. So. Okay. Uh -huh. Wow. Wow. wow in wow, making wow. basketball memes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. CJ, I had you. You were asking me questions during the film, and I was like, whatever questions you have, just write them down. Yep. So do you have um, any lifetime pom-pom murders questions you would like to ask Naomi and I to clear up okay here's here here's one there was like a, a scene where um the, they were looking at uh was her, was her name aubrey what's her name audrey. audrey audrey yes and they were they were like um looking at her picture and it was clearly a headshot and i was like mm -hmm. do you think that was her original headshot or i do <laughs> okay i think it was because it's like she already has it you know yeah. like we all have headshots why not just use the ones we have and follow-up thought Great headshot. Okay, great. Okay, you approve. That's who she actually. That's what she actually looks like on camera. That's yeah. how you book. That's why she's a lifetime so movie like queen. She had a good yep. headshot. That's what gets you in yep. there. All right, next cue. Okay, well, where did that janitor was? <laughs> if I had to make like not another teen movie, and I needed like the parody version of janitors in movies, that that guy would have gotten the role on the spot, offer only. <laughs> that guy. You know what? He should be offer only for janitor characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Lil. Not so much a question. Um, <laughs> uh, my first question, and it's in bold, just the iPhone made me do it. What year is this supposed to be? Uh, <laughs> it does have a throwback element, doesn't it? 
Yep. Yeah, but I said I think it's modern day. It's supposed to be now. Oh, yeah, it's definitely supposed to be modern day, but it does have a 1999 to 2002 Uh feel. It was fun, though. Wasn't it just so fun? You know, I did enjoy myself. The time flew by, and it was... It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I wrote down great dog actor. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what yes. Megan The dog was good. The dog was I, really like, good. The dog reacted very, it was very like uh, on a human level. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think those were all my, oh yeah. And then I just have also, last question I wrote, she wants to become a cop at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. And then four question marks. Yeah. She wants to become a detective. Well, and then I said, I think we should replace all cops with Los Angeles renegade cheerleaders. Yes. Yes. That's good. Oh, my gosh. That is a great idea. It's like, remember when there was that show and they were like bike cops and they were all hot? That's what it would be like. Pacific Blue. Pacific Blue. Yeah. I'm like, it had blue in the name. Oh, wow. wow. This is why CJ and I got married. We know all the same shows that no one else has ever heard Pacific Blue, Phenom, California Dreams. Oh, my God. Surf dudes with attitudes. Kind of groovy. Yes. I was. Oh, and you know who was in an episode of California Dreams? The man who played Michael McConnell. No. Yes, because I went to his IMDb because I was like, I recognize him. And CJ and I had watched like 90% of a California Dreams episode the night before. Just Wait, very... what's it on? What's California Dreams on? YouTube. Was... Just YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, just on YouTube. I was hoping. Yeah, I mean, CJ, he'll find, he'll find real it. weird no, things I get on it. the internet. Uh, okay, uh, CJ. Now, so this movie didn't have enough basketball for you. Um, if you were to make a basketball lifetime movie, is there an NBA player that you think could mm. do this type of lifetime acting? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean, Baron, this is a former player. Oh, Baron yeah. Davis, I think is great. He actually uh, was dating uh, Laura Dern. I don't know if they're still together. Okay, so, so like he's... and her black lovers. We don't talk enough yes. about this, okay? She was with <laughs> Ben Harper. She was with this guy. She was with Common. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's this Baron Davis. I want to just dig a little bit deeper on this because I love sure. this as a start. Let's talk about what that story would be. Because as you know, Megan and I, I mean, you know your wife. You know we got to get our own Lifetime movies. I And I'm rooting for you guys. I think it should happen. And if you need a director, I have a reel. <laughs> we oh, love okay. that. I don't wow. know, though, if we can have the drama of you directing the lead actress. Well, and then we have a BTS camera. Mm-hmm. And we're a Lifetime movie. It's wow. a Lifetime movie oh, within yes. a Lifetime movie. Wow. Ooh, okay, that's great because that's also very economical shooting two movies at yep. once. And we yeah. have, uh, what's his name? Harry, Henry Golding? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's who's playing me. you? Oh, okay. And, so we're directing an, an interracial Asian and white lady from Indiana uh-huh. Lifetime movie. Yes. The, okay. I'm the director. Okay. You're the writer. Okay. These are levels and layers, Megan. Are you yeah. ready for that? <laughs> Oh, I'm ready to make out with Henry Golding. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, never mind. I take it back. So, uh, more. What's her name? Zoe. Uh, what? Uh, Zoe Kazan is going to be the one who's making out. She's playing. Oh, okay, so Zoe- I don't even get to play myself. No. This is bogus. If I don't get this part, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> Look it. There we go. Call back. CJ, thank you so much for being here with us, and thank you for being my husband too. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. Wow, huge fan. fan. Thank God, CJ. I just want to thank you too for marrying Megan and helping to channel her Karen energy for good, because that's really the Lord's work. That is what you take on when you choose to love a white woman. Thank you. And blessings to you. Thank you. Thanks, honey.
All right, bye. Bye, Casey honey, Day. love you. Bye. Oh, Megan, that was so sweet. I really see why why you two work. I saw it just now. We have fun. We have fun. You have fun. And, you know, it's so, honey, it's truly wonderful to have a man willing to watch a Lifetime movie. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. After spending a year and a half locked in this home, it's crazy he'll do anything for me. <laughs> really is. I've really put him through the ringer. Put him through his paces. Lord bless. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and this movie. Again, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on Lifetime Movie Club. And you know what? Speaking of lifetime, speaking of movies, speaking of clubs, okay? That's how I bring it together. Next week's movie. This is another, just another slice of Megan Gailey's world. <laughs> we are watching a movie called Sorority Sister Killer. Hedy. Yes. And I'll tell you the tagline. When a feisty sorority pledge's best friend is murdered, she must track down the killer before she gets charged with the crime or become the next victim. Ugh. And who was our guest next week for this episode, Megan? Another extra special guest. We have the former president of my sorority. <laughs> wow. Aaron with a Y. Okay? Oh, baby, it better be with a Y. That's, it better be. I bet they make you change it when you rush. Okay? Oh, boy. That is gorgeous. You guys, you can watch Sorority Sister Killer September 21st at 8 p.m. on LMN. Don't say we never gave you anything. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. Our sound mixer is Melissa Kaplan. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 